Hallelujah. Let's give God the man. God, let's give it to God. Hallelujah. Let's give it to God. Let's give it to God because, my goodness, without him, without him, my brothers and sisters, we, none of us will be here. We'll be lost, confused, either hitting our heads against a wall somewhere. I want to just take a moment out to pray for our beloved brother Victor. I'm so connected to Jason that it hurts me knowing that he's hurting right now because of his brother. But the brother needs a miracle. We still serve a God of miracles. Uh, we just do. It's just up to us to touch and agree and believe that God is able. Amen. Father God, we just right now, we thank you for allowing us to come into your house today. Thank you, Lord God, that we're able to walk, talk, Lord God, dance and sing. But our beloved brother, Lord God, is laying in the hospital right now needing a, a supernatural touch, oh God. You're able, Jesus. We believe that you're able. And we pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus against any spirit of infirmity. We pray, Father God, for the God of miracles to reach out and down, Lord God. And not even that far because you live within him, Lord God. Rise up, rise up, touch the innermost parts of his body, O oh God. And Father God, if anything is done, let it be done for your honor, glory, and praise, O oh God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I like just the praise team and the worship team to stay close. Because the way you ended off the worship is the way I'm going to end off the message. Uh, it's just the way the word was prepared. And only God knows why. Um, and we'll get there later. But Father God, right now, Lord God, we present our hearts to you. We bow our hearts to you, O oh God. We need your word. Lord God, we come in here and we're smiling and Lord God, we, we're worshiping and we're praising and we're uh, expecting a word from you, oh God. But only you know, Father God, the struggles, Lord God, the oppositions, Lord God, the obstacles, oh God, that we face throughout the days, oh God. Only you know where our minds go, Lord God, the battle within our minds, oh God. So Father, I, I, I humble myself. I hide behind the cross right now. Declare and decreeing that I can't do nothing without you. I am nothing without you. So I pray, Lord God, that you rise up within me. And Father God, don't let me get in the way. But let your will done in here tonight, oh God. Speak to us, oh God, including me, Father. Confirm what you spoke to me. To your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of the message tonight is The Fight of Faith. The Fight of Faith. And I don't know about you guys, but I know and I remember my battle and my struggles in my 24 years that I was out there in my disease, in my sickness. I remember how hard it was and people used to say, don't quit, fight, fight, get out of this. You're better than that, fight. 
and I remember me within myself. I, I was fighting. I wanted to change, uh, but I, I wanted to, to press through, but something couldn't let me. Something, uh, and, and maybe the, the sickness and, 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 and the disease was so strong that it was a stronghold. And even though I knew that within me, I was a better person than what was the people seeing, what my family was noticing. And, and it was breaking my heart to know that as hard as I wanted to fight and change, I, I couldn't. And I start to think about now that I'm in the Lord, I start to think about how are people trying to fight the fight of faith with, without God. How are people trying to change? How are people trying to make things better in their household without fighting, without fighting with God, without fighting, without faith? I, I, I really believe that some of us come in here tonight in the battle of our lives. I believe that in prayer, some of us come in here tonight saying, my goodness, this don't go away. Tired, tired of being tired. And I believe in the simplicity of this word. I believe that we will get understanding on how to overcome. We will get understanding to be victorious. Even though the Bible tells us that at the end we win. Then why is it that some days we feel like we're on the mountaintop. And then some days we're deep in the valley. Why is it? That some days we, we walk around in joy and in peace and in the love of Christ. And some days, my goodness, we look like we've been sucking on a lemon. Why is it that sometimes the bitterness rises up, anger and frustration, and, and, and we know God, but why is it? So I was reading the scripture as we read throughout the last month. If you've been reading and keeping up with the you can put the scripture up there if we got it and the verses. If we've been keeping up with the reading of the, of the day that we started in January, this took place. And, and this is what we've been reading, the story about Paul encouraging his son Timothy, his son in the spirit. And he goes on and he says, but you, man of God, flee from all this. And pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Then he goes on and says, fight the good fight of faith. It caught my attention that Paul said this to Timothy when the chapter begun. In 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19, we don't have to go there, but just please listen. He said, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well holding on to faith and a good conscience listen to this which some have rejected and so some have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith shipwreck those who abandoned the truth and morals of the gospel in favor of false doctrine or living a life their way meet with catastrophe. Shipwreck. Some of us might walk in here today feeling like we done been shipwrecked. We good people but we continue to face the same circumstances. The same obstacles. The same oppositions. 
And we don't understand why is it that I am a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. And why I continue to go around this same mountain. As I prayed uh, and I looked at Paul. Paul said in his writing and study. Paul writing to Timothy using terms derived from the field of competition. He was telling Timothy. Paul admonishes Timothy to contend for the gospel against all adversaries and and seize the price of eternal life. In other words, it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're facing. The thing is you confess the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. Are you fighting the faith? Are you fighting the, the faith that he gives us? The fight of faith is a faith, uh, a battle that we can only overcome if we overcome it with the word. Too many of us face circumstances and don't stand on the word of God. When all the answers we need is right here. Now he says, now compelled by the spirit, I am going to Jerusalem. This is found in Acts 20. Knowing what happened, uh, knowing, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, he goes, in other words, we almost could understand that sooner or later we're going to face some hardships. We have to understand that sooner or later we're going to face oppositions. It's just this world. This life is hard. We have to understand that Paul did. But he says, however... He says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task of the Lord that the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. (laughs) Listen, my brothers and sisters, our job is we know we're going to win at the end. Believers, the Bible says we all go to heaven and worship God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords forever and forever. But now we are in a battle. We're in a battle. We, we cannot just go through the motions. We're in a battle. We have to understand that we do serve God and God loves us and nothing can separate us from the love of God. But we got to fight the good fight of faith. We are in a battle. See, the Bible says we too are warriors and have to fight while on earth. See, if you listen to the story of David, God allows giants in our life so that the David in us will arise. Hallelujah. So we think, okay, why am I going through this? Why am I going to this? Well, listen, when David or the Israelites was in fear... Because the giant was coming after them. And they just was intimidated. David did not think about the giant. David looked at it as an opportunity to glorify the king of kings that had delivered him before. That had saved them. That allowed him to beat the bear and and to beat the lion. And some of us have beat big circumstances and trials and tribulations in our past. We overcame drug addiction, alcohol, lust problems, uh, bankruptcy. But today we are here standing. Hallelujah. We are here standing. So David had the attitude 
He said, the same God that delivered me from the bear and the same God that delivered me from the lion will deliver me from this giant. See, David was a warrior. We have to put on a warrior's mentality. We got to fight, y'all. We got to fight the good fight of faith. We cannot let the, the, the forces of evil to get us into the place like the uh, Jezebel, the spirit of Jezebel chased the man of God, Elijah, into a cage. The spirit of Jezebel was a controlling spirit that wanted to kill the people of God, the man of God. And if you do the study, her daughter came up just like her. Amazing. So there's generations of curses that are being broken. In your life and in my life. But just like God breaks generation curses, this generational curses that if we don't hold on to Jesus, that is trying to just tear us apart. We have to fight against that spirit. Glory to God. Oh, Lord, I, I'm, I'm a preach tonight, y'all. Let me look at the clock. I don't know what time I got this, but I'm going to finish this. I'm going to give God the glory. Because I'm going to tell you, my brothers and sisters, we got to maintain ourselves in a victorious state of mind in these end times. Glory to God. But just like David, we also have sons and daughters, spiritual I mean, watching us to be inspired by our faith. A taught to ponder. How am I how are you how am I encouraging the faith of those that look to us as a mentor a spiritual leader in their life see because Paul spoke to Timothy preparing him to be a man of God but listen we all are people of God men and women of God and we are leaders in our own way we are leaders in our homes we are leaders in our jobs we are leaders in our community and if we're not acting like leaders, that's what we're saying to God. I don't want the responsibility of being a child of the king. We have to take on that responsibility and take it up stronger. We can't be like no one else. The Old Testament, um, them warriors and them, them wars that they had, they, them ancient weapons uh, that were uh, very deadly and so our ancient weapons are of prayer, faith, scripture, reading, endurance, hope, trust, truth, and praise are proven over time to be the weapon we should use even in this present day. Prayer still changes things. Faith still works. And God still inhabits himself in the praises of his people. I wanted to come in here humble, but because of what I'm facing and the medication I'm ready to take when I come up from uh, vacation, uh, I, I really don't know how I'm going to respond to it. And so it might be weeks, it might be months. I don't know the next time I'm going to be up here. But I said, God, I'm going to let it all hang out for your glory. I'm not holding nothing back. These are my brothers. These are my sisters. These are your children, oh God. So, God, your word pierced the hardest heart. Yes. Pierce it. Make it a heart of flesh again, oh, God. And so we look at this and Pastor Enid or uh, uh, the other on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, or last Wednesday, time is going by so fast, Pastor Enid, I forgot when you preached about holding on. 
Endure in your struggles. Endure uh, regardless of the cause. Endure in your struggles. Regardless of the oppositions. Regardless of the obstacles that face us. We have to learn to endure. The words that I'm looking at is, is in uh, pursue. Uh, in verse um, 11. I told uh, my daughter-in-law to keep it up there because pursue. In Philippians 3, 3, 13 to 14 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to yet have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining uh, uh, toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God had called me uh, heavenward in Jesus Christ. In other words, what he's telling us is, man, forget about the obstacles. Forget about the problems. Forget about the issues. Forget about the cares and concerns. Forget about the trials and tribulation. And continue in fighting the good fight of faith. Press forward. Press forward. Press forward. Forget about these things. We got the God of the universe. I don't know about you. I was bugging out on Myrtle Avenue with them glasses looking at the eclipse. I was calling the kids. I was calling the older people. And I was yelling out there on Myrtle Avenue in Ridgewood. Tell me there's no God. Tell me there's no God. How could that be that something like that passes by the sun, a moon, and they line up together? How could that be if it ain't no God? Some of them folks are looking at me like I was crazy. Hey, I'm crazy about God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Righteousness and godliness, if you look at it and pass to eat it, I think hit up on it a little bit. Joshua 1, 7 to 9. God tells Joshua because Moses, he was ready to take. This is passing the baton. He tells Joshua, only be strong. And of good courage. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. But do everything that's written in the word. And your way will be prosperous. And of good success. But then he ends off and says. Only be strong. And of good courage. In other words this is not for wimps. People think Jesus Christ. Was a punk. I'm sorry to bust. Your bubble, and you can stone me later. But when they violated the temple, our Lord, our Savior, He started turning tables over. He started chasing people with a whip. Get out of my father's house, He said. I don't call that being no wimp. When you violate the people of God, when you violate God and His people, my goodness, listen, we got something inside of us. That has to chase whatever is messing with us away. That turns tables. My God. That whips them out the way. But if we don't use the word of God. If we don't use it. Even Jesus himself. When he went to the wilderness. And he started fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. That old lying devil trying to tell God. Trying to tell Jesus. Listen I'll give you this if you worship me. Jesus turned around and said. Listen my father owned all this. What you tripping? The devil tries to deceive us too. I'll give you pleasure. I'll I'll give you love. I'll give you money. Just worship me. Come into my 
area, my arena. Worship me. It's counterfeit. When I was selling drugs and I was making a lot of money, I, my son can testify. He would sit on the bed at the age of six and I would just say, put all the money on the bed. And I say, count it, son, and G money, G money, G money. And I thought that was the life. And all of a sudden, I thought partying and having fun was the life. Different females doing different things, going crazy, drinking all night, hanging out all night. Coming home, and this is at, 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 at an age where I don't know how I'm here today. I'll be honest with you. Only God, only God, only God. Because I'm supposed to be dead or in jail. Only God. And I thought that was the life. And I started seeing my life turn into a, a life of destruction. And the devil had my number. But see, Jesus called me. And he said, come out from among them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that turned. See, so we can't believe what the devil is trying to say is good. Because the Bible says he came to steal, kill, and destroy. Then he talks about love. Luke 6, 27 says, But to you who are listening, I say, this is Jesus speaking. Love your enemies. Do good to those that hate you in other words love your enemies oh god come on now them people that talked about me them people that tried you talking about love them come on god but god's ways are higher than our ways and he says love your enemies bless those that curse you and pray for those that spitefully persecute you and try to hurt you his ways is different and we get freedom when we do it his way. Amen. Endurance. Seemed like I ran out of pages too quick here. This is an exaltation. Please receive it. Receive it. Because it's an exaltation. It doesn't matter if it's 40 minutes or if it's 15 minutes. What matters is what we hear from God's word. And so he goes on in Galatians and he's talking about endurance. So he says, let us not in Galatians 6, 9, become weary in doing good for in the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. So some of us that sometimes feel like throwing in the towel, some of us that are tired of being tired, what he's saying is continue. Don't stop doing good because in due season, you're going to reap the harvest. You're going to get blessed. Just don't quit. James 1, 2, 4 says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So sometimes waiting. Sometimes going through, it's not bad for us. Sometimes just listening and God gets our attention when we do uh, face various trials and tribulation. Because that's the time we say, okay, God, I'm tired. I can't do this by myself. I'm trying to do it my way a little bit, your way a little bit. My way ain't getting it, so God, here I am. Amen. He allows stuff to come our way because if he didn't, we'll drift. Before you know it, we'll be in la-la land. 
I'm going to finish with this and then the worship team can come up. In, in Chronicles, Second Chronicles, chapter 20, similar to what's happening out here today, they came to King Joseph, Josephat, and they said to him, there's a great army coming against you. Isaac, you can come up because I feel that. It's <clears throat> a great army coming against you. Sometimes we feel like great armies are coming against us. And so they got alarmed. King Jehoshaphat got alarmed. And what he did was he did what we're supposed to be doing on consistent basis. He called a fast. He called a prayer. And while they was fasting and praying, God sent a prophet. And he said to them, King Jehoshaphat. The battle belongs to the Lord. Go out against this army. God is going to give you the victory. That was cool. But King Jehoshaphat started thinking. And he did something that you know it was in the spirit. He got people that praised Oh, God, listen to this. He got people that said, Hallelujah. Our God is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. People that praised. And he put them in front of the army. Lord, he put them in front of the army. Picture that. You facing trials and you facing oppositions. You facing sickness. You facing all sorts of madness. And you don't know how you're going to regain the joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. You don't know if you're going to ever be happy again. If you're ever going to get to that place of contentment. He says, listen, be content in all things. If we just keep our praise, praise is a weapon. Lord, help me. Sometimes we get frustrated and we're humans. Life sometimes gets us to that place that we get frustrated and anger sets in. When we get to that place, we got to find a praise. We got to find a praise. The Holy Spirit just reminded me that forgiveness, if somebody's in here walking around in unforgiveness, that's not Christ-like. You're wondering why you're angry. You're wondering why you, every time somebody touches a, a button, you go off. Unforgiveness. Jesus on the cross. Do you remember the same people that whipped the skin off his back? 
that beat them beyond recognition. You could imagine black eyes, the black and blues. You could imagine the same people that crucified him and put him on that cross, spat at him, mocked him. He says, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. <laughs> we just went briefly to some scriptures here that we could use as weapons. <laughs> God is good. He's saying, fight the good fight of faith. I've given you the artillery, the arsenal. I've given it to you. I gave it to you. You're just not using it. <laughs> I don't know what we're facing. I could imagine because we all face something. But if we can stand on our feet right now. That last song that you're saying, my goodness. See, because when they were singing it, something came down in here. Something was lifted. <laughs> God is good. He said, listen, that great army, he said, just give me a praise. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. You need an open door? He got us. As we sing this song, dig deep. If you don't feel like praising, press through. Lift up a praise to God. Press through. Press through.